We're recording. All right. So, We're doing it. <laughs> you want to say this is forced with... Sure. Uh, welcome to Forced with Sarah and Rose. We are trying to start a new podcast where we get to talk about Star Wars and lady problems. And, and homesteading. Homesteading. Yeah. Yeah. A feminist take on Star Wars. Whatever that means. And we're starting with episode... Four. Mm-hmm. That's right. This is episode four. Because <laughs> we've done... It might done... actually be like six or seven, but... <laughs> yeah. But we're... Yeah. 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 But this episode is four, A New Hope. <laughs> All right. A New Despair for this week. What is the date today? We are at June... Tuesday, June 25th of 2022. 28th. Oh, 28th? I yeah. need my reading glasses. We're getting so close to July 4th, which to me, like, I, I always think, oh, that's the half, you know, like, that's that's yeah. the half of the summer. And then after that, it's like, oh, shit, you know, you better, it's like the middle age of summer. And, but it's mm -hmm. not even that. And then, then usually sometime after that, I start realizing, you know, like, like July 4th, I go, oh, the days are already getting shorter. Why didn't I pay mm -hmm. attention to the solstice, you know? So... And I then did by that. August 1st, I start getting depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and so, like, but your kids are, like, it's not like a school year for you now, right? You're no. just getting depressed because it's getting cold out, the, right? The light, the light is going away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The light starts oh. to go away and my mood goes south. Yeah. So. So, all right. So, what do you have? But, um, what's our schedule for today? Well, uh... I guess we need to start by introducing ourselves. Um, I don't really have a lot to introduce about myself. I'm Sarah Garibaldi, a Star Wars fan and mom, and now empty nester mom. So there's that. Um, can, can you uh, can you talk a little bit? Um, can, you're also in charge of the homesteading with Aunt Beru Facebook yes. page. Yes, uh, we. We started that a couple years ago, the home studying with Aunt Beru. We wanted to celebrate uh, a female character in Star Wars that really didn't get, uh, I think she got short shrift, as they say. She she got the shaft by <laughs> being burned to death and left as a corpse by her nephew. He did, she, her nephew did not burn her to death, but they just kind of left her in a like trash pile. Yeah, but before that, like, you had to have liked the, I think it was the last episode of the Obi-Wan, right? She had yes. a gun and everything. She was like, we are enough, right? Yes, I, she, yeah, I, I was a little torn. I was trying to decide if Aunt Beru would really just, you know, have a gunfight instead of, like, running off with the kid. Because what is she, are they going to leave him with no parents? I didn't understand that a little bit, but. I know we need to not delve too deeply into some of these characters. I did like that she had some. She had some action. She was had some agency. She got. To, she had a gun, uh, which I always love in the Star Wars universe, but hate in this one. So there's that. There's that. Um, but yeah, she was. I was a little distracted because I was trying to figure out if she was the same actress that was involved in the sex cult because uh, the one it, it was it the same actress from the movies 
that was know. in the that was in that was it Nexium or I mean she was victimized. All those ladies were victimized. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. A few years ago, there was all those actresses that were getting sucked into that uh, sex cult. Is it Nexium? It sounds like a medicine or a hair treatment, <laughs> hair loss treatment. Oh my goodness. Okay, so this is like a whole rabbit hole we can go down yeah. here too. Like this should be just called rabbit holes. And yeah. You went down a rabbit hole. Star this Wars morning, rabbit holes. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was trying to catch up on the latest Star Wars news and uh right now the uh the big news for all of us is of course the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And I was looking for Star Wars quotes that might go along with that. I figured someone out there on the internet had already done that work for me. So I googled Star Wars Roe versus Wade and found uh, a woman's opinion. It's a blog post from 2016. I don't know why I let it get under my skin. But she was using Star Wars against us as, as a reason to defend all life, which was a very, you know, a black and white view of it. And I contend that, or, you know, my opinion is obviously that there's more gray involved in this question. Yeah. What was it like since Ray helps out the less fortunate mm -hmm. um, and some, what, what was the, the other? Weak. The yeah. weak. Um, and uh, is it Padme? She was. She had some other. Um, she didn't list she, Leia. Who did she list? No. No, there was like another. Oh, it was the, the woman from the newest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't Star Wars. It was uh, Mad Max from Mad Max. Yeah. The Furiosa. Furiosa? <laughs> I feel like it was a, real, a long walk to to yeah. tie, tie these characters into her personal beliefs. But I mean, it the was... thing is, it, 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 she's, she's like, she's saying, you know, she's kind of saying that, you know, she's doing the thing where the baby, it's a, it's a life inside you. Right. You know, and and I'm I'm absolutely unequivocally th a thousand percent pro-choice, but I totally believe, you know, I yeah, it is a life inside you and it's sure. a horrible 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 decision to have to make to uh to, you know, abort a child in you. Like it's 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 a horrible decision, but it's 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 Unfortunately, it's the woman's decision because it's, mm -hmm. it's in her body, you know, I think. I, I, I just don't... I mean, I understand the, like, she was coming from a place where she was, I think, on jury duty or something, where she was dealing with an abortion doctor for late-term abortions, and she was also, like, close to 20 weeks or around 20 weeks pregnant and was like, how could this person walk away from this charge or whatever but there's a reason that like they that all of these like late-term abortions happen around the 20 week or or you know after the 20 week is because that's when you get the ultrasound that tells you really if something's wrong or not like the ones before that really don't they can tell you there's a heartbeat but they can't tell you if the heart has all of its chambers and there's all sorts of so many things that go wrong or can go wrong, and there's so many, I mean, there's so many instances of women finding out that information so far into the pregnancy, and most of those women that are making that choice, these are women who wanted a baby. These aren't like women who 
were like, I'm done being pregnant now. I think I'll go get an abortion. This is a bummer. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. I made it through the worst part where I'm barfing and pissing my pants all day long. But now when I'm feeling good, when it's actually not a problem, I'm going to go get an abortion. That's not what's happening. Exactly. And too many of us, I think, I know I'm complicit in this. We don't talk about it. We don't talk about having to make those choices. And so I don't, so many people don't know. I I remember when I found out that I was carrying a pregnancy that was not going to. This had been 21 years ago. But, um, you know, I found out at 20 weeks that my daughter was six weeks behind in development size and we didn't know what was wrong with her and we couldn't do an amniocentesis to find out what was wrong with her because she was so small because it could have been a placental problem that was just like if you eat a lot of food and rest it'll take care of itself the baby will catch up so we had to wait until Hers, she was of a size that if she, if an amniocentesis triggered, um, uh, you know, labor, that she could maybe have a chance in the NICU. So we, we, we didn't find out what was going on until like 31 weeks. And by that point, we knew it was, it wasn't, it wasn't going to sustain life. It was a, she could be born and live for an hour. She could live two months and die but it, but it was not it, it she was not going to live in under any it was just going to be slowly watching her die so that was a you know that's a lot to wrestle with <laughs> and <laughs> i had two similar experiences you know mm-hmm. like getting getting trying to get pregnant trying to have a baby you know at, near the age of 40 or after the yeah. age of 40 i had two i had two dnc's um my uh, you know provided by my gynecologist and i remember here you know like i had the amniocentesis i think i had something else like that was even mm-hmm. earlier than the amniocentesis i can't remember what it was it was risky um yeah and it's I remember, the one they go up the cervix or something probably i forget what I can, yeah i can't even remember but like like I remember, you know, I remember sitting in my husband's parents' house. I was sitting there waiting for the phone call because we had to do this up in Chicago, you know, three hours away. Mm-hmm. I had to drive um, and, and just sitting and waiting. And then like around 4.30, the phone call, the phone rang. And I remember picking up the phone mm-hmm. and I remember them saying, hello, is this Rose Marshak? And I said, yes. And um, they said, are you with somebody? And then, and I wasn't, there wasn't anybody mm-hmm. in the room. And I, I said, oh, that's the same said, thing are for me. Sitting, are you sitting down, honey? And I sat mm-hmm. down and, you know, they told me, and then I fell to my knees sobbing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I did. I fell to my knees and I was, I was crying and crying and crying and crying. And then, and, you know, I, I, I don't remember, I'm sure. I'm sure my husband came in to comfort me and stuff like that, but I don't, I, I just remember yeah. like just the saddest point of my life, you know? And then I remember calling the gynecologist say, I want, I want this out of me now. I mm-hmm. want this out. And I remember her saying, well, you know, and I say, I want this tomorrow. I will drive back there, mm-hmm. take this out of me tomorrow. Um, I want to, I want to try again, you know, and her saying, yeah, 
you're going to have to wait for, you know, like a half a week or something, you know, mm -hmm. so we can get anesthesiologists, you know, anesthesiologist online. And I said, I said, I don't care. Just take it out. And I don't, I don't need anesthesia. So I had my first DNC without anesthesia and I'll, I'll never Jesus forget Christ. that. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's, I'm not like, oh, the pain was excruciating. There was nothing worse than finding out that my child yeah. wasn't going to be a child. So mm -hmm. like when I hear people, yeah, you got to carry it to term, you, you have no idea. Like people are not, I am assuming naively that the people who are asking, who, who want abortions are not just like, you know what? I fucked somebody. Now I'm pregnant. Oops. Don't want it. I'll get rid of it. Maybe there are people like that, but you know. <laughs> Yeah. We're, we're, there's also people going into schools and shooting up kids. This is other thing. Right. Like, and then there's, there's, but we need to be able to have our guns because that's yeah, our freedom. That's the price of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. The and then, freedom. like, anybody that we're going and killing in war, too, apparently that's not a problem. And anybody that, that, um, we're killing, you know, on death row and any of that stuff, apparently that's mm -hmm. not a problem either. But the unborn child, and I get it. I get it. The unborn child hasn't done anything wrong yet. You know, I totally get it. And I'm sorry, but that's the price of our freedom. Yeah. I mean. Why isn't that the price of our freedom? I don't know. I, I, are, I mean. Why are guns the I price of our freedom? But abortions are not. And I remember my doctor was telling me that he had right before, well, maybe like a year before I had this, he said, because we were like, okay, now what do we do? Like, I immediately went like, okay, now we induce labor, right? And he said, well, we can't do that because that's abortion. And that fucking blew me out of my chair because I didn't, wow. I didn't want that word connected to this child that I had wanted, which, because that was a, like, I'm very pro-choice, but I personally wouldn't have had an abortion, you know, yeah. Or, or wouldn't have yeah. thought of myself as having had an abortion. Yeah, same here. So, so to have to mentally make, you know, he said, uh, you know, because there are some women who can and who have carried babies knowing that and then cared for them and done that whole thing. And I respect and admire anyone who could do that. I personally, with my my wiring, I couldn't do it. I could not. I had a two-year-old daughter who was expecting a baby, you know, sister. And it was already, you know, I was already talking to a child therapist about how to tell, you know, do I tell her anything's happening? Do I t not tell her? And, you know, you know, it was a, and mommy was crying all the time. And like, you know, it was already too much. And, you know, because of her size development, she wasn't going to trigger labor until probably 11 months of pregnancy. So it's wow. just like, so when the doctor said, you know, we're going to have to, I don't even know if I can legally talk about this, honestly. This is what I'm scared. Yeah, you're in a, you're, you, you may I'm have to move a, to my state. I know. You may have, have to go camping in my state. Because I don't even know, I followed what the doctor told me we were going to do, and I don't know if it was true or not. He said, you're going to come in on Tuesday and say that you're leaking fluid. 
Chris is going to kill me for telling this story. <laughs> and Should we edit this? I don't know. I feel like it's huh. important, though. I don't know. Yeah. It, you know, you know that you're going to come in on Tuesday and say you're leaking fluid. And then I went in on Tuesday and said I was leaking fluid. And then they did a test and told me I was leaking fluid. Oh, so yeah. I don't know if that was... And Most then I likely was you were leaking induced. fluid. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I have that fucked up thing in my head where I'm like, there was such a dance around it because my other choice was to drive to Wichita and go to an abortion clinic and walk through the protest line visibly pregnant. Mm, wow. Wow. Yeah. So, the, you know, I feel like these stories need to be told. I know. Um, and, and when I was starting to tell this story on Radio Zero and my, I could see, you know, my husband just like freezing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm, my husband is, is like, has such a wonderful womanly, you know, bent to him. He's, he's, he's just, you know, fantastic. Right. And so mm -hmm. like when I see these dudes like downloading the period tracker apps now, like to, to cause chaos, I don't know if right. that's really going to work, but just dudes downloading period apps to me is like yes that is That's so cool. awesome like we're we're going to be normalizing pretty soon a dude will be able to go into a store and buy tampons because like what what percentage of of like of men do you think would actually be able to go into a, a drugstore and buy tampons mm. i would like to, i would like to know that percentage. my husband's done that for me has he? Oh, that's good. Well, he's bought pads like after a pregnancy. Yeah. You know, yeah. you like bleed yeah. for like five years after you give yeah. birth. Yeah. Hey, have have tampons started appearing in your public restrooms, like in your schools and stuff? Yeah. That's yeah. that's been nice. Yeah. I saw that too in my and I was like, Oh, well, there's toilet paper. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of I was cool. debating about whether or not to put together a little box for my newly fledged son and his roommate that was going to have condoms and uh, lady, uh, like tampons and pads. But, like, but I haven't sprung that on them yet. I don't know how do that you, would be received. Do you want to talk at, at all about that? Your newly about, fledged son? or Um... I don't know. He's <laughs> he's he's having a great time. He's loving life. Um, he left home a little earlier than you know his other friends who graduated this year. He and his roommate moved out to Lawrence a little early and are got jobs and doing it. I mean, I still when I show up there, I still have to check their mailbox because they're forgetting about things like that. Or like, oh man, they forget oh. to get the trash to the curb. They're getting it out into the can, but not all the way to the curb. But they're figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> but and the house looks better than any of the college guys' apartments I ever saw. So well, there good you for go. them. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's circle back to Star Wars. Um, I, I know I, where this is yeah. supposed to be a Star can, Wars podcast, not an abortion yeah. podcast. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, whatever whatever it takes, man. Oh, I guess um, what I was saying is that, like, I see mothers and, and like, a character like Ray, you know, 
I felt like she was very, um, I felt like what they were trying to do with Ray was kind of similar to what they were doing with Luke Skywalker in that they gave her a very archetypal, you know, like the whole Joseph Campbell of it all. Um, they did the, like, the women's hero, heroine's journey with her. And there was a lot of, you know, womb references and, you know, things like that, which I really enjoyed. And so I felt like she was, even though she was, there was a lot of mothering, I felt like, with her, even though she didn't actually have an actual child. I felt like she still had a real mothery role. Where I, where I was going with this, I'm trying to remember. Oh, because of that article or that blog that I read. That, you know, Ray, <laughs> Ray protects the unborn fetuses, basically. Well, she, I mean, and then I was like, what unborn fetuses does she protect? I just, you know, like she, she know. the article said she protects the meek. And I'm like, there was a giant fucking snake that yeah, had like, a, like she a piece of she glass in it or something. Yeah, yeah, she helped a sick snake. So, like some so. giant, way bigger than her, though. Like something that could have killed mm -hmm. her. You know, she was brave mm -hmm. enough to help something that could have killed her. That's not a meek thing. So I didn't know what, what that woman was yeah. getting at. She was already wrong with her Star Wars. Uh, yeah, Rey is, a, that's that's a great character. Um, I, I, there's so many, like, there's so many things to talk about with this. I, I, I do want to continue talking about her. Can we, can, can we talk about, like, the Obi-Wan series? Because that's the newest yeah. thing that came yeah, out. Yeah, we need to, to start with that i think we should eventually like go back and rewatch stuff and talk you know recap or talk about each film or things like that i think i don't know i'm still trying to get through the um the clone wars so uh I'm, yeah it's, it's painful to me it's hard i know a lot of people would disagree with that but i'm having the same trouble with it i've i've my son is uh gotten me a list of the essentials so that I don't have to watch all the filler. I can just watch the oh, main storylines. Oh, Oh, that's, that's smart. So I can send that your way if you need it. No, I, man, I'm going through, I'm, I'm going to eat this whole frog here. I'm going through <laughs> the whole thing here. Uh, yeah. But, um, so, so the Obi-Wan, did you like it? Did you, were you more surprised? I did surprised? like it. Yeah. Uh, I liked it, but I wasn't like, I didn't feel like it was as good as Mandalorian. Um, yeah. I don't know. There was more of an artistry to Mandalorian that I didn't see in this. This felt a little quicker, you know, had a, maybe a quicker turnaround and maybe less money put into it. But I did love seeing Obi-Wan. I liked seeing the character. I liked, um, I, I loved Ewan McGregor. I, I find uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi to be much more attractive than I did when I was four years old. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Ewan McGregor, for that. Yeah. Um, but it did feel like, I felt like it could have been a movie as opposed, I think it was supposed to be a movie and then they turned it into the, I felt like they stretched out the story a little too much. That's how yeah. I felt about it. Um, did you have any favorite parts of it? I loved, you know, I loved Leia. Um, there's always... You always got to suspend your disbelief when there's a kid actor, you know, kind of just be like, lower your expectations for like acting. And I thought she did a great job. And yeah, um, yeah. it was fun to see baby Leia. So mm -hmm. and filling in her backstory and giving her more connection to Ben Kenobi than we had. I liked that. I'm sure there are lots of fanboys out there who don't like that. 
but I'll take it. I liked all her little outfit nods that mm -hmm. looked like her grown-up outfits. I liked all that. Um, I didn't see where the robot, I don't know if I need to go back and rewatch, when did the robot become disabled as a tracking device? Like, we a knew it was Lola evil. Thing? Little Lola, little, uh, yeah. little, that's looks like a Mickey Mouse. Yeah, a little Terminator reference too, right? Because it turned yeah. its its eye turned red when it was mean, yeah. when it was when it yeah. was evil, and then I think it turned back blue. Yeah, somewhere it became un unevil. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't remember when. Oh, I liked the character that ended up dying too. I thought she was great. What was her name? Oh yeah, yeah. Ta Tala. She was something fun. I can't Ta remember her name. Tala, I think is yeah. Yeah. Should have looked up everybody's name. Um. Reva, I believe, was the 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 Inquisitor character. Um, yeah, I know she's gotten a lot of backlash, like full on racist backlash, for just being cast. And I don't. I mean, before she before the series even started, something in her performance was landing weird with me, and I finally decided. Oh, it's because typically the bad guys have an like an, an a British accent. That's the only thing that I, that I was like, <laughs> oh, I think no, she had like a very American accent. So I was like, oh, I think I, I mean, I didn't think she was a bad actress by any means. I was just like, why is this? Why is this person in a black suit villain landing differently for me? It's not because she's black. It's not because she's female. What is it? And then I finally went. Oh, she's supposed to have like a scary British accent. <laughs> uh, you know, was... yeah, this is interesting. Like the the dude with the hand for his mouth, like the finger yeah. mouth dude. It was really he's he just like, hey, like a how's mole? it going? Like the, the yeah, mole any person. Of those, yeah, some some of the some of the like puppet characters have got like such a goofy American accents that yeah. like I'm just like, oh, you know, like okay, all right, all right. Yeah, it's, it's fine. a little jarring. But I thought that Reva, or I thought that Reva was hot. Man, and so every time I cool. saw her, I was just like, "Oh, please, please turn out to be um, good at the end." You know, she's got to turn out to be good, and mm -hmm. it's probably we probably saw her right at the beginning. Like I kind of surmised that that was her yeah. at the beginning and stuff like that. But m what didn't sit well with me was I was like, "Why does she want? Why does she want to kill Luke? Why does she want to kill every? Yeah, why does she? Yeah, I, why does she want to kill? Yeah. Why does she want to kill Obi Wan? Well." Why does she I got I more it. why she wanted to kill Obi-Wan because she felt like he didn't save them from, well, you know, Anakin was his Padawan, so therefore he was in charge of Anakin turning bad and killing all the younglings, right? Like, he should have stepped in and stopped it. Like so I, she I kinda, wanted to kill him I for kinda, that. Yeah, I kind of get where she'd be mad at Obi-Wan, but I didn't understand why she came for Luke. Also, I, yeah, I think I do need to go back and rewatch because I don't understand how she figured out Luke was there. She has Maybe the just force. Force, force she's sensitive. Totally for, yeah, yeah. She like force sensitive, and she can tell it through. She can feel it through Leia. Or but so, did yeah, she not? Feel, did she not realize that Leia was Vader's kid? Because she didn't really. She just seemed like she was using that as bait to get Obi Wan. Yeah, no. She she felt she probably felt Luke's presence through Obi Wan. I so then think. that'll, uh, but why didn't she, again, this is why it always pisses me off about Leia being Vader's kid. She always gets overlooked by daddy. 
those are my per <laughs> he was I know more I, they had the that sun. totally had that in there you know oh well like, yeah not only that but like like just like oh well no they like they they addressed Leia not becoming uh, you know a Jedi like they yeah. they were just like nope she's going to be a diplomat instead you know like this that, I was thinking about you when I was watching that yeah like, were you getting angry or were you like okay. a little bit <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I really wanted Leia to be a Jedi, and I don't, I'm not going to hide. I mean, I liked the, the three movies, well, I didn't like the second of the most recent movies, the sequels, but, you know, I get, I mean, I get why they had to kind of retcon things or change things, because Carrie Fisher died. I mean, so, uh, no, because they had her, they, I guess they had that, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like what they did with Leia. I'm going to say it. So your like your your um like connection to Star Wars is interesting to me. Is Leia Leia centric? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, very, very, yeah. Very, yeah, very. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Very. Yeah. So, so Sarah's Leia centric, and I'm like Luke centric. Yeah. So we're twins. Yeah. We are. Yeah. From the yeah. same evil dad. Yeah. Who's our evil dad? <laughs> the know. patriarchy. The patriarchy. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. I, I I immediately cottoned on to, you know, I was four when the movies came out, and you were 12, is that right? Uh, 1970, yeah, yeah, it would have been 12, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so for me, you know, I've, I've said this to you before, but I guess it's good for this, is that, you know, I, you know, was a tiny little kid, little girl, and, uh, dark haired, you know, and I hung out with, we didn't have a lot of girls in our, my neighborhood that I, you know, started running around in, in Colorado, they were all boys. And, you know, of course, when Star Wars hit, that's all anyone wanted to play, me included. And I had already been relegated to like being rescued by, you know, Whenever we live action played anything, I was always stuck waiting somewhere to be rescued by one of the dudes. But when Star Wars came around, yes, there was a scene where she was, you know, trapped and being rescued, but I got to do a lot more. And that was awesome. I loved Leia for that. I loved that she was like, you know, part of the saving, saving herself. And she was a spitfire. And, but even though she was tiny, she wasn't weak. And I loved that. And that kind of, I don't know, I felt like it really defined, you know, she, she had, she had the agency and she had a voice and she called out shit that was wrong. And I felt like I, that really resonated with me all throughout my childhood. Yeah. She was like there, like the, right at the beginning, you know, you mm -hmm. see her and Darth Vader, mm -hmm. and Dar like Darth Vader's she terrifying looking. Give a shit. Yeah. She's just like, you know. She's just telling him off. Yeah. And little little did we know that was her dad. Yeah. I was like, yeah, the retrofitting stuff like 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 kind of breaks my brain a little bit. Um so, and you know, Rick always reminds me, oh well that that they weren't brother yeah, and sister they, back then. You know, like you don't have true. to retrofit everything. You just kinda have to just kinda have to, you know, understand you know, that's like when you get like meta with Star Wars and you know, it's okay. Like you you have the hearts of darkness with um apocalypse sure. now. Like it makes it better, you know. It's 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 just you know, it's 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 a it's a puzzle to play with. Like how can I fit these things together in my you know, how can I build sure. this canon? So I 
Yeah, um, I just think for me, the thing that as, as Leia aged, her explanation, the explanation for both Luke and Leia um, kind of dropping the ball with uh, Kylo Ren didn't ring true to me as a mother or if my son goes off the deep end in Lawrence, I'm going to go get his ass and bring him home. I'm not going to just like wait around for him to come home or make my brother go get him. Yeah. I'll go get that little bastard and knock him on the head and bring him home. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it was something that Leia herself would have addressed and not just sat around being sad about it. Yeah. She was more proactive than that. So I don't understand. That's the thing that I don't agree with. But what are you going to (laughs) do? It was probably not a mom who wrote the story. So those are just things like that. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so we're, so we're halfway through, um, as far as I can tell, according to this audio recording thing that I'm, I'm looking at. Um, do you, I, 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 I just realized, like, do you want to talk about homesteading at all? Like, yes, you have like, uh, we have our little Facebook page that's dedicated to Aunt Baru, but it's, uh, it's definitely, um, well, it's become a place where we just share anything about Star Wars, but the intention behind it was, what What would you say, Rose? Oh, like uh, More, just a connection between... A crafting between, connection yeah, between yeah. ladies and uh, yeah. where we could share recipes and uh, crafting ideas and also right. yell about the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. But um, in connection with Star Wars, of course, and like just yes. thinking about Aunt Beru too, and like like uh, just kind of mythical figure that she is, and you know she's the keeper she's... of the coolest house in the galaxy. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I was so I was putting on a shirt today. I was like trying, you know, I have a hundred T-shirts, and I was thinking to myself, you know, well, what shirt would Aunt Beru wear? Like, what she like? One of the funniest things that I I remember was somebody on the Aunt Beru um, Facebook page mm-hmm. po- posted a picture of their grandma. Was it you? Uh no. Who, it might oh, have been the, Anna. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like in posted the, a picture of their grandma the and the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, the rest like of us. Like we're cosplaying. Yeah, we're like yeah. trying to figure out how to cosplay as somebody else's grandma, which is Yeah, it was amazing. She had a great outfit. Yeah. But like so um so I was like trying to figure out well what band T shirt would Aunt Baru wear this morning? Like that's what oh. I and then I just I settled on on this, which is like a uh homage to everything everywhere all at once but um i i was trying to figure out like what what shirt she would wear i had a clash shirt on and i was like would she wear a clash shirt or is that because she's like total 70s like outfit yeah this is another thing too this is like a like a weird i don't know if it's a critique that i have about star wars because i don't like to critique it yeah i don't like to critique it i just just let it be um, but when I see, when you see people walking around like like the the background that I have on my Zoom right now is like like a hanger. But when you mm-hmm. like see people hanging out like in the public in Star Wars, they all look they're like dressed. They're not dressed the same. Like in Star Trek, they're always dressed the same. Yeah, they all yeah, have yeah. The same robes on. This is like this like some people came from you know from yeah. 1950s sci-fi, and some people came from that. Like it's totally mismatched. Um, uh, and, and I, I figure, okay, well, that's because they're all from different planets. From different planets. Like, there's yeah. someone from a werewolf planet. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, not only that they have like, you know, they have different types of fur and stuff, but like even the, the humanoid people yeah. just don't, like you'll see punks, like they'll be like, yeah. like even like in this new, new stuff that, you know, like the Mandalorian and stuff, you got total 90s uh, mm -hmm. punks, you know, and then like there's somebody wearing like a hippie costume or something, mm -hmm. like, what the hell? So, so given all that, what t-shirt, what band shirt would Aunt Brew wear? I'm trying to think what she would be listening to. Yeah. Like if she was I'm here with us now. I'm afraid it would be like Kenny Rogers or something. I think you're right. I think so too. It's going to be like John some Denver. 70s stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally John Denver. <laughs> yeah. Bless her heart. Oh, I know. Would she? Bless or her. She, what? You know, she's she's she like the step calm with, center. What's the weird, like, uh, um, like the weird sounding 70s music that weird hippies who did LSD listened to like a little more, I'm trying to remember now, I can't remember. The weird dissonant stuff. I feel she like might, we need Rick for that. Yeah, I know, I was thinking, where's Rick? Yeah, I don't, I don't, but, but she listened to that too, I think. She might, she might listen to that a little and then Owen would get mad at her. What are you listening to that for? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Owen's kind of a turd, and she's like well, the calm. Well, he's worried about his... Yeah, he's got a lot on his plate. Yeah. So, all right, so that being said, so um, what? I'll, I'll let you know that right now I have yogurt um, sitting on my, sitting in a, a bag, mm -hmm. um, like a uh, like a rice, like a, what is that called? A, um, like a oh, like bag. a nut milk? Training. Yes, that milk yeah, yeah. training thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's been it's been there for like a couple of hours, but I know that it's okay to to leave that there. So I made yogurt in the instant pot, mm -hmm. and my son's girlfriend was like, she she loves the yogurt that I make in the instant pot. Mm -hmm. She's just like, it's like magical, and I'm like, it is kind of it magical. Is. I could share that recipe. Yes, let's share if we want. Yeah, I Have killed you... my yogurt. I've made yogurt. Um, a friend of mine gave me her mom's culture several years ago and I kept it going for two years and then I I didn't kill it I ate it accidentally yeah <laughs> the, that last, happens. the yeah. last bit yeah but she her mother had brought it from India like in 1970 and kept it going this whole time oh my god wow that's and amazing. she was ex I know it was really cool and so I was like I have to have some of the culture that's been living this long and god <laughs> knows how long it was living over I don't know how she got it here I don't know like I should have I should have figured that out. I like the story of the traveling yogurt. You but can freeze she, dried like or you can freeze yogurt um, starter. I think. I think she brought yogurt. Some you know just brought the yogurt somehow. But and she she made it like she, and continues to make it like every week. And she does it in like her oven in a, a stainless steel bowl. Yeah. Um, but I used like a, a I have a yogurt maker that's like just little jars with like a oh, warm that's... pan underneath and you like you cook the you know cook the milk on the stove or whatever boil it you know and then put the culture in and then let it do its thing but i haven't done it in the instapot how do you um how do you like when you cook it in the jars how do you can you strain it it doesn't have a lot of water to it that way i don't know why huh but it's not as watery as like if you do it in the oven. 
Mm. And I, I, there's a little bit, but it's more like, you know, it's like the amount that you get if you had a, you know, commercial cup. And I'm not sure why that is. How much, uh, um, how much, like, how do, do you add the, well, you, you, all right. So, so the way to make I yogurt. I just kept it plain. I, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. 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 yeah so explain the, how. Okay. So the, the way to make yogurt is um, you like in the instant pot, at least um, for me is to put eight cups of milk. And this time I had like leftover milk, for, like that was expired, like, like on the 22nd. So they're mm-hmm. like a little bit sour, but I know that you can still use yeah. it to make yogurt. So eight cups, and then you throw it in the Instant Pot, and you hit yogurt. Um, and mm-hmm. you have to, there's, the yogurt has three modes on, on my Instant Pot. It's got eight hours, it'll say, or 24 hours, and then the third mode, is says boil. So the first thing you got to do is you got to boil it, right, at a certain mm-hmm. temperature to make I think the word is casein. I can't re- even remember, but yeah. it's, it's some, right? It changes the, mm-hmm. the, the uh, milk protein or something. Yeah, yeah. And then you got to let it cool down. So you got to boil it for a certain amount yeah. of time. Then you let it cool down lower than 100. Only to, yeah, it's like you have to let it get to, it's still not all the way cool, but it's yeah. But not my friend, too hot our, to kill our, the culture. Yeah, our friend Anna said that it, it doesn't matter how low it goes; it's it's totally fine to to let it, you know. Sit, oh. I've let it one one. It's great to have like a a doctor of chemistry mm-hmm. as a as a friend, right? Um, mm-hmm. As one of our friends. So I was like, oh no, it's it's eighty degrees. Is that okay? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. People in India just leave the yogurt out on yeah, the, on that's. The, that's counter. what she does. They would let it cool, and then yeah. she puts it in the stainless in the bowl, and then puts it in the oven overnight. And the next morning, so there's yogurt. That's their yogurt. Yeah. So anyway, for the instant pot, so you take that out. You got to let it sit. You got to wait for it to cool. Then, then it says like my my instructions say to take a little bit out, and that's when you mix more. You mix yogurt. So you take the boiled milk out, mm-hmm. and you mix two or three tablespoons of yogurt. Yeah. So you need the yogurt. You can't eat it. Yeah. All. And, and then you pour it back into the Instant Pot, then you just throw it back in for eight mm-hmm. hours. You click eight hours. And then after that, I have very watery yogurt, so I have to stick it in a nut bag and just let it mm-hmm. let it drain. But What do you do with the water? Can you, like, drink that? I was. Yeah, yeah. So the, the stuff that comes out, oh, what is that called? It's whey. W-H-E-Y. Yeah, that's whey that comes out. So you can use it in your smoothies if you want. It's very sour. All right. Um, and so I kept it once or twice. It looks like pee when you put it in a jar, and mm-hmm. then it just sits there, and nobody else in the whole house is going to eat that. So, <laughs> you know. Oh, the plans we make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so give me, so what are you, what are you up to this week? What's, what's, give us a recipe or a craft or something. Oh God, I haven't been doing anything since COVID pretty much. Uh, <laughs> recipe wise or craft wise, I've been only doing research. So I've been researching the Salem witch trials, which isn't a recipe I could put up. What, well, t- tell us a little bit about that. Um, I've developed an obsession with figuring out what happened and it's started as a, I was looking for paranormal stories for fun to entertain myself and then turned into, I have to solve this mystery and I don't know why I have this compulsion, but I do. So 
That takes up a lot of my brain space. Are, are you, like, the last time I remember paying attention to this was probably like 20 or 30 years ago where, like, the theory was that some of the bread that was stored that year got a little yeah, moldy that the rye, and the LSD in the, in the bread. That's not true. That's a, mm. that's a bad theory. Okay. I've scrapped, scrapped that one. What is that called? Something poisoning. But it's the mold in the rye. Because they would have to be, like, tripping all the time. And these girls would have their fits and then immediately pull out of them, you know, and then be normal. So that wouldn't, that doesn't, doesn't fly. And it was too widespread. I, um, once it gets the ball rolling, you can see why it spread the way it did. But I definitely think it was, like, a mass hysteria type event or, like, I'm not so sure it didn't have to do with, um, I just noticed how many kids over COVID developed like eating disorders and stuff. And they were all watching each other on TikTok. Mm. And there were a lot of kids like, you know, cutting and stuff like, like things. I mean, these things happen, but there, there was definitely, um, there's definitely been like a contagious aspect based on like TikToks with things like eating disorders that went way up over COVID. And, you know, I think it was a situation like that because there was a lot of cultural stress happening. And um, a bunch of the girls had been, had P clearly had PTSD from a war that was going on at the time. And usually in all the stories we hear about it, we don't hear about that part of it. So I think that's kind of what I'm leaning to. Um, was part of the reason but it's not magic and it's not witchcraft so that's boring and not fun but <laughs> i'm inclined to yeah like you know try to figure out a chemical or biological or psychological reason for it and not think that it's a supernatural thing mm -hmm. but uh, i think it's psychological thing massive yeah. psychological thing I mean, so we're going to be wrestling for I don't know how long. Like the like the, in 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 the education, both of us are in education, right? Mm -hmm. um, and my students um, at Illinois State University, we're on the opposite ends. Yeah, right. I, I start them out, and you finish them yeah, off. With the... Yeah, yeah, we're 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 you know preschool but and college. Mine, Mine, mine are. We're experiencing the highest level of uh, of student absences and mm -hmm. student mental health disorders. Mm -hmm. It's so out of control, you know. And yeah. actually, some of my colleagues yesterday were talking about like long COVID and like having brain yeah. fog. And I was like, "Well, brain fog—that sounds familiar to me. <laughs> That's like mm -hmm. a pregnancy thing." Uh, but. Um, you know, they're like, if, if these students truly have long COVID and they have brain fog, then there's, there's no way we can expect them to, to do anything, you know. And I worry, because <laughs> I equate bad choices, like bad Supreme yeah. Court choices and bad political choices with stupidity, not stupidity, yeah. sorry, I, but I equate that. Ignorance. With yeah, yeah, with not with being educated, not being educated, lack of education, and lack of so, critical thinking. Skills. Yes, yeah, and so if we have like, oh, I couldn't come to school today because I was sad, then we're gonna we're gonna just just the we're gonna, the, we're gonna elevate the lack of critical. Yeah, thinking we're losing skills. that. We're losing that 
time period where they're needing they're needing to develop those skills yeah so i don't know like what i need to do you know next semester to try to make sure that my students come to class yeah I, 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 I don't know if it's all that they had COVID though like my son and some of his friends really experienced that for senior year i mean some of it it was like senioritis intensified yeah and that some of them did, had never had COVID, but it was like the whole experience of, I mean, not, not to share too much of my like son's personal stuff, but like I was all prepared to be worried about his mental health at the beginning of lockdown and the beginning of the stress, you know, I was like, okay, you know, this is going to be a terrible time for all of us. Let's, let's figure out how we're going to help each other. And we all in the house really didn't start really it wasn't until like last winter that like we all kind of fell apart from the stress of it. And, you know, Thomas was realizing that like graduation was coming and he felt, and he loved his high school. And it was like, he felt robbed of two years. He knows he didn't get the education and he was really bummed out about that. Um, and it made him a little defeatist. Now yeah. he's loving life right now. So yeah, he's gotten over yeah. that hump. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it just all remains to be seen what happens. I mean, we're struggling with, you know, do we make our classes at the same time synchronous and asynchronous? Like, do I teach in person to a you know, room full of students? Do I record on Zoom? And then do I make it available later on for people who just don't want to come to class to, you know, and, and, and I've wave, gone back and forth with it. Like, like, oh no, they have to be in class because we're a family. We're all going to learn from each other. And then somebody will tell me, you know, well, some of your students work. And so it's impossible for them to come to class. And you're like, oh shit. You know, like I'm not allowing the working moms then to, to be able to mm -hmm. pass my class. So now I have to I have to be lenient enough for that, you know, and it's like, yeah, I, I need to enable that. So, yeah, it's, it's I just can't. God, and can't, when, you're, when you're a teacher who likes teaching, you want to fit all of those. You really want to, like, be the teacher for all those different types of learning learners or situations <laughs> if you so like teaching. It's like yeah, a challenge. Well, you think that's what it is? Because in my, I, we had our whole faculty meeting there and I was like, who is doing all the stuff where you're recording at the same time as teaching and you're making it, you're having students online, you're having students in the class and you're recording asynchronously and making it available. Every woman raised their hand. No men raised their hands. Because mm -hmm. it is a terrible pain in the ass to do it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So it was. I was like, oh, my God, look, all the women have their hands up and mm -hmm. all the dudes don't. Wow. You know. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, not, not surprising, but it is. It's not surprising. It's, and, it's and then you know, we had this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, it's not that whether or not you want to be a teacher. <laughs> it could That's be. That's true. It, it is. It well, is. I just mean that, like, I just mean that, like, teachers who don't give a shit are, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I got most excited about teaching to the kids who like needed something a little different. That made it more like interesting to go to school every day to be like, how do I help this one kid? Yeah. What were some of the ways that you had to help? Oh, you know, just what, you know, I was working with preschoolers, but you know, you'd, you'd run into, 
we weren't at the stage where we could really diagnose learning disabilities. Um, I mean, not that teachers can diagnose it anyway, but you can, a lot of them really don't get caught until about third grade or so. Because like learning language, you can just tell which kids are struggling to learn their sounds or things like that. And so just trying to find workarounds or kids who are on the spectrum or kids who had ADHD, finding a way for them to, because I was a Montessori teacher, so we have like activities and, and work that we got off the shelf. And like there are different ways of presenting it, presenting work to a child who, you know, needs to move a lot, you know, as opposed to sitting at a desk or something, you know, and like how to how to make how to how to make the environment better for them, you know, to allow them to to move the way they need to move and stuff like that. And I I've always found that like fascinating. Like, okay, I can I can adapt these lessons that some kid is doing on a rug on the floor. There are ways to do it where if this child needs to move, he might need two or three rugs in different places of the room to incorporate walking so he's not just pestering all the kids in the classroom by spinning around and knocking into stuff there are ways to like give him that space to move and still be able to do do what the other kids are doing so that that I just liked that yeah. but now all of our kids seem to need something like that because of COVID yeah yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting few years but it's also, I mean, the argument for, like, I know the argument for, like, not giving them all of that is that, like, by the time they're in college, they're supposed to be developing all these, like, responsibility time, you know, and showing up to things that are important on time. And so I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's going to, I think it's right livelihood to be a teacher. So. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, well, boy, we have really traveled the universe of topics today. Oh yeah, and there's so much more. <laughs> I think I think it's great. Yeah, I should have. I, I Rick usually writes down the topics that were discussed, and I, I didn't do that. Oh yeah, let's see. We got yogurt. I think I can retroactively do all that. Oh but. good, good. Well, um, do you want to do you want to close it out? Episode four of Forced. Episode four of Forced, which is really episode one. Yes. It's really the beginning. It's a new hope. We really didn't give you an intro, though, did we? I'm Rose Marshak. Uh, um, <laughs> At I the saw, end. I saw Star Wars in 1977, and, and I just I did not want to watch it. I, my mom dragged us to see it. We were somewhere, like, I think we were at a dental conference or something, and my dad was at the dental conference, and we were, we were, uh, we were in Canada, and I saw it in Canada. My mom forced Ooh. us to forced us Yay. to watch it, and and I just kind of hid my eyes for the whole time until kind of the end. I think I the first thing I remember was them being caught in the you know the walls closing in and the mm -hmm. um, the trash compactor. Yeah, the trash compactor, and then like I remember watching the end. You know when you know Luke uses the force. And I just oh, yeah. uh, like I like my heart screamed, you know, when he got those the, the mm -hmm. torpedoes and to kill the Death Star. And I was like, 
I need to see this again. It was like one of those moments where I was like, oh, shit, I was being an asshole and I haven't, I haven't been paying attention and I got to see it again. And I saw it hundreds of times after that. And that you Had know, your mom I, seen it when she... No, before? my mom was like a, like, like a sci-fi fan. I, she was okay. like a sci-fi fan and she, yeah, I, I, okay. I'll have to ask her again to, you know, like, cause she's not like that now at all. She's like a, you know, she's very different now. So I'll have to yeah, ask her. Yeah, I think my dad happened. had read about it in the newspaper. It had like good reviews or something. So it piqued his interest in. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting cause my husband, you know, who's a film snob, Will, you know, he won't, and now he's had it with the Marvel movies. He won't even go see the new Thor or anything like that. And even though it's, you know, mm -hmm. you know, directed by Taika Waititi, you know, how can you not, you know, but mm -hmm. uh, he's like, you know, he's like the only Star Wars I acknowledge is the first one, A New Hope. And I don't, so there's something about it. And now he's watching all the Kurosawa movies and stuff like that. So, so there's something about that movie, I guess. Yeah. But that's, that's my, that's my story. I identify with, with Luke. Um, I love any type of the force stuff that you see in mm -hmm. any of these, the canon. And uh, it probably, I probably became a martial artist because of, of all this. And when I was teaching martial arts, I remember asking my class, hey, who's a Star Wars fan? And everybody raised their hand. Sure. Yeah. Well, how did you feel about Obi-Wan then? Because we got some good like force. Uh, I loved it. Force I loved stuff. it. I loved it. We didn't it get made your me, opinion. It 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 made me. I loved the, any of the times that he was using the force, and it made me want to train more martial arts, and you know, made or me like wanna, the whole master and you know, student training. Yeah, combat. Well, that's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, I have a complicated relationship with anybody who who uh, has taught me martial arts in the past, probably except for maybe my kung fu teacher so uh but but uh yeah i'll yeah, write that down to explore next time oh my god yeah very complicated but but i love yeah it made me want to it made it reminded me that i need to meditate all the time so yeah yeah all right all right well thank you sarah so much well, for, you. for for uh making you know making this happen like like i i love like i you know when you text me look at this you know and you're upset about something i i i don't love that you're upset but um i love your passion <laughs> um so and you're so funny and smart so i can't oh, wait to continue this yeah well yeah. yeah and i guess thank you to anyone if anyone listens i guess we should thank them we're going to try to figure out this format as we go uh mm -hmm. so stick with us and we'll yeah we're expecting to have guests and we will we're, we we definitely will have guests yeah, yeah yeah so let us know if you want to be a guest star yeah us. if you've got All something right. to say about uh star wars we want to hear it yeah yeah or even text us or message us stuff about it when we yeah. have all this up and running okay yeah all right thank you thanks for listening thank you bye bye Lotus Pod.